Greetings and felicitations. You're listening to the Cherryland Chronicles. I'm not dead yet. I'm your host, Ben Hur. Thank you for joining me for another hour of where my life is going to take us. This is episode three, season four, and uh, we're going to delve into some issues and see what we figure out. I do thank you for coming along with this ride with me in my head. Sometimes it's good to have people to talk to, even though I can't can't see you. I bear my soul to you, and you decide if I'm right or if I'm wrong or if I'm somewhere on the borderline. Because that's life, isn't it? We're either in or we're out. And sometimes we win, and sometimes we lose. And we'll delve into that as we go along here. Once again, this is Season 4, Episode 3. And I don't hear from y'all very often, and I'd love to. Just know what you think about anything in general. The majority of my audience seems to be women. Ladies, chime in. You know you're chomping at the bit to tell me, hey, Ben, her, do this or don't do that. Forget her, let her go. But you know, as well as I do in the game of love, it's it, it somebody always ends up getting hurt. And usually it's both parties because... Love is a double-edged sword, and it cuts twice, and sometimes twice as deep. But you let me know, and how do you let me know? You reach out to me on Twitter, on my Twitter, on my X account, and that would be Benher at T-C-C-I-N-D-Y, and let me know what you think, and we'll go from there. Maybe I'll give you a shout-out on the next uh, episode. So, I'm going to leave you in the capable hands of Billy Preston, the fifth Beatle, and we'll see what we get into. The Chairland Chronicles, that is. Oh, yeah, I forgot to tell you. It's zero dark 30. I got my cup of coffee and my bagel, and it is cold as hell. It's like 18 degrees outside. Brrr. You're listening to the Chairland Chronicles. I'm not dead yet. I'm your host, Ben Hur. Thank you for sticking around. Well, we opened this segment with a little song by Journey called Faithfully. It's a favorite of mine. I love it. I love this song. I like Journey. Uh, I guess the reason, excuse me, is... uh. 
we're going to talk about loss. Now, I would have opened this segment with the uh, NFL football theme that everybody's familiar with on Fox News or Fox Sports. But I opened with Journey instead. Yesterday, the Cowboys were in the divisional playoffs against the Green Bay, the Green Bay Packers, the wild card game. And the wrong Cowboy team trotted out onto the field. It was the Cowboy team that comes from the bizarro universe. Now, I give them a lot of props because, hey, they went 12-5 and five and they won all their games at home this season except the one that really counted. And it was a horrible game for the Cowboys. It resulted in a score of 48 to 32. I think that's where it ended. And now, mind you, at the halftime, it was 27 to 7. And every mistake that Dallas could make, they made. Uh, Dak got picked off three times. One was run back for a touchdown. And their problems mounted. Now, as they got into the second half, they managed to score, what, uh, 24 points. That's good, but not good enough because uh, Green Bay was sitting at 48. Now, they closed the gap, but in the last two minutes, you know, it wasn't enough. At 27 to 7 at the halftime, the Packers had done their serious damage to the Cowboys. CD Lamb and Dak were not in sync. They were doing the short hops, you know, just enough to get a first down, but the long passes they had, Green Bay did their homework. They studied the game films. They saw what CD Lamb was capable of doing and they shut him down. They also shut down the run game. And. They would show you zone, and then they would go man-to-man and covering every receiver like wet paper on glass. And there was no way for Dak to get to anybody except for the short hops, like I was telling you. Ferguson was a big workhorse because he scored many of the Cowboy points, but it wasn't enough. They even had his number. That's the thing. If they had their number, they weren't going to let it go. It's going to be like a dog on a bone kind of thing. So they lost. They lost horribly. I felt, and I think every other Cowboy fan felt the same way. We had been cheated. We have been robbed, you know. And, well, that's just the way it goes. That's It's a game. And some people come ready to win. And the, the Green Bay Packers were that team. They were hungrier than the Cowboys. Now, I read many of the things on my Facebook, oh, the Cowboys suck, and they need to get rid of McCarthy, and they need to get rid of Dak, and this and that. And I looked at it from a different perspective. There was a time in my life when I lived the Cowboys, and I would, if they lost, I was it would ruin my, my day. Sometimes my week, I would be angry. And then one day, I came to a realization 
Number one, I don't play for the Cowboys. I'm a fan. Number two, if the Cowboys win, I get nothing except for the bragging rights that we won. Number three, if they go to the Super Bowl and win, I don't get a ring. I don't get a bonus. I don't get anything that all the other players get. And I realized, why do I get angry? It's just the game. And so I walked away from the Cowboys for a long time. And then maybe as recently as when Dak first started playing for the Cowboys, I kind of re-embraced them. Win or lose, they had some horrible seasons. But this season was different. This season, they scored points. They beat teams they shouldn't have beat. It makes you feel good. And I did. It's just like when they lose, I feel horrible because everything affects everything else. They had won enough games to clinch a wild card spot, and they were going to go up against the Green Bay Packers. Many of the uh, sports guys, I guess you could call them, uh, Terry Bradshaw and the like, expected Dallas to roll roll the uh, Green Bay Packers over when, in fact, the Green Bay Packers rolled the Cowboys over. Now, did they show flaws in the Cowboys' defense? Yes, they did. And hopefully they'll work on that in the offseason. But you know what? They're not going to get rid of Michael McCarthy just for losing a divisional championship game. It means a lot. You should have seen the look on Jerry Jones's face. He was very disappointed. Now, Jerry Jones is known for going on tirades and firing everybody. and We'll see what he does. Hopefully he listens to the coach. He hired him for a reason. And Dallas Cowboy football works. To an extent, they're not perfect. They're not at the caliber of, say, the San Francisco 49ers. Now, that's a team to watch. Now, the winner of that game, which turned out to be Green Bay, will now go and face the 49ers. And we're going to see how well they fare against uh, a juggernaut kind of team. Uh, I'm sorry, my voice seems to be starting to give out, but... Okay, we're not going to worry about that. So that was a loss. Now, in the course of your life, you will suffer losses. Whether they be educational losses, you flunked a test. Whether they be losses, you didn't make the football team because you you weren't able to do enough push-ups or whatever. You're going to feel some kind of loss. And how you deal with it, how you handle it, how you you let it, you shouldn't let it, Uh, get the better of you, but you should let it shape you. Next year, you don't do that. Make make those mistakes. You're going to work on it, and you're going to get better. Now, there's other kinds of losses. Like in my case, as you've listened to the show, you know that I recently lost somebody that I loved very, very much. And that's a harder loss to come off of. I... I don't want to say I've met someone, but it's hard because I'm trying to put all this behind me and put a good foot forward in front of me. But then I feel her hand grip my ankle and doesn't let me bring that other foot 
back to let me move forward. But that's that's on me. It's that's that's it's just it's just a metaphor for the way I feel. But at some point I will feel her let go of my ankle and I will be able to move forward again and take the steps I need to to put my life back in order. You know, life is like a big game of Jenga. You pull the wrong panel and everything just falls apart. And sometimes life will feel like that when it comes to loss. You lose a family member. I lost my dad two years ago. No, actually, three years ago, this coming February 1st. And uh, it wasn't expected. It just happened kind of suddenly. And then he was gone. That's a loss that is hard to deal with because that's somebody that was in your life. You saw them every day. But every day you let the thing slip that you should have been following up on, like telling your father that you love him. The day before he died, I was I sat down and I was watching him as he sat outside. And something, a little voice inside said, go out and tell him you love him. He's your dad. And I didn't. And I said, you know what, I'll do it tomorrow. That day came and he died. I, I love my dad. I just never showed it the way that I should have, the way a good son would have. And um, many of my friends have lost their parents one at a time, sometimes both. Um, my sister had a girlfriend whose mother died. And then three days later, the father died because he just could not bear to live without her. That's devotion. But we're talking about loss. If you've lost somebody, a mother, a father, a friend, a very close friend, um, yeah, well, you'll get angry because you're going to go through the five stages of grief. We all do. I've got, I was going through it with, with, the, with this thing with, with me and my girlfriend. <clears throat> you can't get around it. You will go, you will experience all five. Sometimes you'll experience them over and over again because that's just the way it works. You, there's no set definition or timetables to when they go and how they roll. They just do when they do. All you'll know is that one day you'll be very angry and that anger may last a month, two months, and then it'll shift into depression. And then finally, there's acceptance. You accept it, and I guess that's when the shackle comes off and allows you to move forward. I knew a woman, a real good friend of mine. Her name was Sylvia. Her husband died, and she had a hard time dealing with it, and I would just talk to her on the phone and help her. And she told me that her friend, it's already been six months, and she was she was wearing black. She was always dressed in black everywhere she went. And she went to have lunch with her friends, and they were all telling her, you got to get over it. you got to move forward. you got to stop dressing like, like that. And she said, I just don't know what to think. I said, you know what, Sylvia? If you want to mourn your husband, you mourn him. You wear black. 
you keep doing what you're doing. You don't let anybody tell you how you should feel. As a matter of fact, if you want to mourn your husband for a year, 10 years, by all means do it. You got to get it out of your system. and There's no timetable. It takes as long as it takes. So my advice to you, if that's what you're asking, you mourn him for as long as you want because the time will come when you're ready to move forward and you will and guess what she did because now she wouldn't have started her own company with her son seems to be very successful I haven't talked to her in a long time so I'm I you know I wish her the best and with that What's the deal? You know, I mean, we all have gone through loss. We've all lost a love or family member or a friend, and we don't know the best way to deal with it. But we do. We manage. We get through it. We get past it. And then that is that, as they say. But, uh, you know, we all get through it. It hurts. It hurts like a son of a bitch. And then after a while, it just stings. And then there's no more hurt. There's no more anger. There's no more sorrow. There's just a weird kind of love, maybe, that that person is going to be permanently in your heart. And, you know, you'll deal with it the best you can. There are going to be times when it comes back and hits you in the gut. But you get past it. You're listening to the Chairland Chronicles. I'm not dead yet. I'm your host, Ben Hur. Stick around, we'll be right back, babies. I found the love for me. Darling, just dive right in. Follow my lead. I found a girl. Beautiful and sweet well, I never knew you were the someone waiting for me And we're back. You're listening to the Chairland Chronicles. I'm not dead yet. I'm your host, Ben Hur. Well, friends and neighbors, I've since I've been talking with you, I tend to bear my soul. And uh I try not to hold anything back. And as many of you know, I was recently broken up with by my girlfriend of 20 some odd years. Why didn't I marry her? I wanted to. But she kept shifting things at the last minute. I mean, I bought her two rings. And this last ring I bought her, I did not get back. I didn't get back. the first, Well, the first one I didn't want back because I was angry with her. This one I would like to have back, but she hasn't made things right. So I don't know what, what the, her deal is. Now, this is... The reason I'm doing this is because this is probably the last time I'm going to bring her up. Simply because... Uh, I've gone through the five stages of grief. Some of them I've gone over several times. And I can't do it anymore. 
and I don't want to be dragging you through through the shittier parts of my life. It is. It is what it is. It happens. I'm sure all of you have been broken up or dumped or something at one point in your lives. And you went through exactly what I'm going through. But like I said, I can't do this anymore. Not not for you, not with you, because you don't deserve that. You deserve a good show with things that are relevant to oh, almost anybody. My personal life is not that relevant. But I'm going to just say this for one last time and just get it out of my system. As I said, I've gone through all the five stages of grief, some of them several times. Right now, I think I'm going through acceptance. She wants to be out of my life. She doesn't want to be with me. She, According to her, she does not love me. She never had loved me. So she put me on for 20 some odd years and she carried on a little charade and I guess that's, I'm the fool for that, right? We're all somebody's fool at some point in life and I guess it was my turn. But you know what, man? I'm not saying I'm over her because I'm not. I still see her every day in my in my mind. I still love her. Uh, can you fault me for that? I don't think you can. Because we've all been down that road. And you know who the ones that tell you to move on? Usually are the girls. Come on, Ben Hur, you just got to get over it and move forward. Well, at this age, I don't know how to start with another woman or if I even could. Uh... You know, it is what it is, as they say. But I, I'm just tired of it being what it is. It just sucks, you know. So I will just not dwell on it anymore and move on, I guess. I mean, I don't want to. I want, I want her in my life. I do. But you can't. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make a drink, as, as the old adage goes. Uh, I've shed my tears over this several times, especially in the past week. But uh, I can't do that anymore. It's not that I can't. I don't want to. Simply because you feel a different way about things than I do. See, everything does not work out your way. I, I I know that's a given, but at some point you're going to find out that not everything is going to work out your way, and you have to learn how to compromise, and sometimes you have to give in. You have to learn how to bend like a reed in the river. river. <laughs> if the reed doesn't bend in the, in the, in the wind, it breaks. And then it's useless. It dies. I'm not going to die. I'm going to die, but not because of this. Um, I will. I pretty much know what I'm going to die from. And I can I can live with that. Uh, it's been. What? Just
two months since she sent me that text where she said she did not and never did love me. Such ugly words. You could have just seen me one day, said you just didn't want to do it anymore, giving me my ring back, and that would have been the end of it. Better than this little scenario where you have me dragging on. But see, that's my fault. That's on me. I'm not going to hold anybody else to that. But, uh, so that's that with that. On this show, I will never mention her again for whatever reason. Uh, if I'm still drowning in my sorrows, I will wallow in them. It's not for you to hear anymore. I'm a grown-ass man, and uh, sometimes I have to act, act it. So, thank you for listening to <clears throat> what I've said over the over the, these past weeks. But no more. It ends uh, now. But it has to because it's... Uh, unless you like listening to my misery. Maybe you do. I don't know. You let me know. And you know how you do that? You get on my Twitter account. It's Benher at T-C-C-I-N-D-Y. Benher Apperson T-C-C-I-N-D-Y. Say, no, Ben, just keep on going. You can you can go a little bit farther. Uh, we'll see what happens. I'm pretty much giving up the fact that she's going to pop back into my life. Be nice. I love her. I really, really do. But I don't know that I can meet somebody else feeling the way that I do. And I don't know that love is just something that you can toss to the side when it's convenient for you. This relationship meant everything to me, but she'll tell me, well, you never showed it. And I'm not going to argue with that point. She might be right. But then again, let me let me just give you one typical thing. I, I set something up for us to date, to go to the movies and maybe something else afterwards. She changes the plans, and we end up, of course, going to Walmart. And that was that. That's not a date. You know, a date is when you set a time to go to a restaurant, go to a movie, and just be with each other, share each other's company. Uh, to hell with that. That's cool. I'm not going to sweat it anymore. I can't. I really can't. You want to go out with other men? Be my guest. You're going to find out that they are not me. There was something that I must have done that kept you sticking around with me for 20 plus years. Maybe I should have taken her down the aisle. Maybe things would have... I don't know. I I really don't know if things would have been different. Uh, Okay. Well, to, you know, like I said, tell with it. I will wallow in my own pain and deal with this in my own way. There's not much else that can be said or done. It's my choice, really. Always has been. And it always will be. So, I love you and adios, baby. You're listening to the Chairland Chronicles. I'm not dead yet. 
I'm your host, Ben Hurst. Stick around. We'll be right back. And we're back. You're listening to the Cherryland Chronicles. I'm not dead yet. I'm your host, Ben Hur. That little ditty is a little, that little band from Texas, ZZ Top, because I'm just looking for some touch. Now, that song takes me back because uh, when I was a kid, oh, say about 12 years old, I think, was when that song came out. And there was this little joint about up the block from where I lived. The building's still there, but it's now a Mexican restaurant. But back in the day, it used to be called the Dairy Cream. Yes, D-A-I-R-Y-C-R-E-E-M, Cream. And they made the best burgers. Greasy, big old gut bombs like like Whataburger, big. And malts and shakes. Oh, God, it was great. Well, they had a jukebox, and they had this song on the jukebox. And uh, we played it over and over again. I would bring in quarters just to pump in the machine to uh, play that song. And we jammed out to it. And the guy that ran the, the, the joint didn't mind at all. We were pumping money money into his machine. So he was going to let these little kids come in and buy a, a few glasses of soda pop and maybe a malt or maybe a burger and have at it, you know. I think he's easy top. So this leads into what? Today, uh, excuse me, went to the store to get some supplies. My goodness, great googly moogly, they, people cleaned the store out. And I'm pretty sure they cleaned out all the HEBs. There were some things we could not find because they were out. Case in point, uh, we needed some Western oil. Literally, the shelves were bare. I don't know if you've been to the store lately after this, this storm we had on the weekend. But oh, actually, when was the storm? Sunday, Sunday into Monday. Yeah. It was like in the single digits, it was cold, just no snow like we had back in February 21. But the store shelves were empty. Oh, my God. I don't know how long it was going to take them to be fully supplied. Because HEB's booming. Besides the uh, people that go into shop, you have the people that order in to pick up at curbside. And so that depletes things. 
But you see, as I explained it to somebody else uh, at the store, there, excuse me, their shelves were bare because people weren't prepared. At the last minute, people flocked to the stores because they told us you didn't want to go to the store on on a, on a Thursday or, or Friday before that storm because HEB was packed. And the checkout girls told us, you know, that people were buying things, that goods were flying off the shelves, and cooking oil was one of them. There was not a bottle, be it the small 16-ounce bottle or the large, uh, what is it, 64, the gallon of... uh, of cooking oil. We had to settle for Mazola. That's all they had. It was Mazola. And they only had like 15 bottles left. The 32 ounce. So. We took it. There was sparsity everywhere. Uh, HB hasn't fully stocked. I'm sure they will. I'm pretty confident they will. Well, here we are. It's uh, the beginning of the pandemic all over again when there was nothing in the stores. Even more shelves were bare. The bread was bare. You know, tortillas, stuff like that. So, you know, once again, my mom and I started restocking. We have to. Because if the shit hits the fan again, you can't be caught with your pants down, I guess you could say. What are we we restocking? Well, we're restocking on things like uh, excuse me. Uh, What is it? The uh, Chunky, chunky soup. That's where we started last time at the pandemic. When we started just buying cans of chunky soup because if we had to, and we did, we just ended up eating crackers and soup. And so that's what we did. And we made it through that week of snow and ice and no power. And that's the thing we did. And we survived. What I'm really trying to find is I've got to buy it online. I have to buy, I have a bread maker. And I need those Krusty's brand bread boxes. If I sound weird, it's because I'm constantly yawning. It's like 9 o'clock at night. I should be getting ready for bed. But here I am talking to you. So, let's see, what else are we stocking up on? Oh, uh, boxes of rice, rice aroni. See, now here's the thing. Uh, yeah, I know what you're thinking. Well, Ben Hur, if you don't have any electricity, how are you going to uh, make bread? Well, that's a very good question. We're not, obviously. But the gas is still working. The gas is still flowing. 
So we have fire on the stove where we can boil water and we can make rice, rice We have butter. We have the things that we need to make it good. Uh, if we're in a pinch, we have stocked up on flour and we can make tortillas. We make the masa, we make the dough, roll it out, and we got bread. If you're innovative enough, and these are good little things to learn from your mom and your grandmother, how to make tortillas, how to cook beans. This is all stuff that can be done on the stove. So as long as the gas is flowing, we'll, we can eat. And there's water, hopefully there's water for the, what happened uh, during the storm of, of uh, 21. The, uh, the uh, city lost power at the water plants. So there was very little pressure in the water. And then the, the order came out uh, to boil water because the the pressure had gotten so low that the water was in danger of being contaminated. So, oh, also, we started stocking up on water. I bought an extra three-gallon water uh, container from uh, from the place I buy my water at. I buy water about once a month because how long two three three gallon bottles last me it's for drinking for me it's ph control water it's not tap water and i've been told that tap water is not good for me so i drink i don't drink i rarely drink water from the tap i have to i drink water from that i buy that's bottled uh sodas are bottled juices bottles. I really don't drink anything from the tap. About the only thing I do with the tap water is uh, brush my teeth and whatnot. So that's that. See? Let's see. What else am I stocking on? Uh, Oh, candy. Because sometimes when there's no protein around, you can make it up with sugar. So, these are the things you need to look for in this in the in the grocery store. That these are things that you're not thinking or you're not aware of, and uh, you will survive. You will get by. You will live. I mean, uh, you can also well, yeah, you can also invest in a cooler. And if you know the shit's going to hit the fan, you go to one of those handy little places that sells ice. I'm talking about those machines where you just put in like five bucks and it spits out a 50 pounds of ice. Man, a shitload of ice. So, um, I mean, these are the things you can do. You know, you can stock up on eggs because you can boil eggs. Uh, You can buy canned tuna, anything in a can, because it will last. Uh, You can buy canned tuna, or you can buy the tuna pouches, doesn't matter. Because the pouches, you can eat it right out of the bag with a fork, or put it on a cracker. 
Oh, yes, the other thing is potted meats. Vienna sausages come in handy in a pinch. The devil's food, uh, what is it called? The, uh, it's a meat spread. I think Underwood Devil Ham is what it's called. That's good stuff, too. Uh, anything, in it, there's, there's chicken in a can. You can take that chicken, take it out of the can, and you can make chicken salad. So many things that you can do with canned food. Uh, you can buy the canned chili. You can buy the cans of uh, of ravioli and, and all the Chef Boyardee stuff, the lasagna. You got a stove, you got a fire, you can heat it up, and you've got a hot meal. Now... Provided the shit doesn't hit the fan, it's always good to be prepared. And if you are prepared, you will survive. It just takes very few steps. So every time you go to the store, buy a little bit extra. Things that you don't normally buy that you would save for a rainy day, so to speak. And then you move forward. It's much, much better this way. And the other thing that's handy about it, if you've got to move, you got to get out of your house, you got to move to some sort of shelter, you can take this stuff with you in a knapsack. You just fill it up with tuna and crackers. Oh, yeah, crackers, that's another thing. You, you can buy the salt, regular saltines or the Ritz crackers because you can put tuna, chicken salad on them. Cheese, you can do that too. You put all that stuff in the cooler, put it in your car, and you're good to go. Because you may also be out in the wilderness, so to speak. And you should always have things. You should know how to make a fire. I found out the other day from my clinic that my tech, who was an Air Force veteran, say in the Air Force boot camp, they teach them how to make fire. You know, they don't do that in the Navy boot camp. They never taught us how to make fire. They, I guess they assumed we already did. But then again... Out at sea, you're not going to be in a situation where you need fire unless you're on a deserted island. And you can be like Tom Hanks, oh, I made fire, you know. But that's the gist of it. You're, you're out of sorts and you have to survive. You have to eat. You have to feed yourself. And you might have to learn how to hunt. All these skills that our ancestors gave up, we may be doing again. And if you got to go out and hunt something, oh, yeah, it's going to be fun. You're listening to the Cherryland Chronicles. I'm not dead yet. I'm your host, Ben Hur. Stick around. We'll be right back. And we're back. You're listening to the Chairline Chronicles. I'm not dead yet. I'm your host, Ben Herb. Thank you for sticking around. Well, it seems to be we're back on track. Here we are, Zero Dark Thirty. You, me, in the darkness. Cheers. My coffee, my bagel. 
unfortunately, they don't talk right now. But I do. So, what's up, America? How are you doing? Where are you calling? Where are you listening from? Let me know. How do you do that? Well, you get on your Twitter account, if you don't have a Twitter account or an X account, and you X me at Ben Hur at T-C-C-I-N-D-Y. Hmm. That's how you let me know. Oh. We're a little bit... <clears throat> we're a little bit past the halfway mark in the first month of 2024. Wars all over the place. Mm-hmm. The war in Ukraine still raging. Vladimir Putin threatening new offensive that will wipe Ukraine off the face of the earth. And Ukraine saying we're going to wipe Russia off the face of the earth. It all depends on what you, what you believe, who you want to believe. Uh, there's still a war raging in Israel. Hamas hasn't died, hasn't gone away, hasn't rolled over. And uh, Benjamin Netanyahu's filing to wipe Hamas off the face of the earth. Well, Hamas says they're going to do the same thing to Israel. Once again, it depends on what you want to believe on, who's, what side you want to believe. Because that's what it always boils down to. During World War II, oh, we hated the Nazis. Nazis were bad, 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 bad. And so we sent hundreds of thousands of our men across the sea to help the Brits and the French and everybody fight the Nazis. Thank goodness we won. And goodness reigned over the land until it would raise its ugly head again. It always does. I don't know. Is another way it is? Oh, anyway. That's going on. And here in the United States, there's another world brewing. This is between several people who want to be president of this country. Ron DeSantis, Nikki Haley are still in the race, along with Donald Trump, who's whipping their asses. Well, is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? Once again, it just depends on where you sit on this. Some of you may like DeSantis. Some of you may like Nikki Haley. I like Trump. I always have been. I always will. So there. You don't have to listen to the show if you have a problem with my politics. I say you should listen to this show anyway because I offer varied opinions. You choose the one you like and you go with it. Ah, hold on. My plaque psoriasis doesn't always feel like a big deal, but my idea of a party does not include flakes oh, and red patches. Now, for clearer skin, I choose Otesla. Otesla Epremolast is a prescription that's used. Thank you. Sorry about that, folks. So, it depends on who you want to believe. And the two other ones I kind of like, but I don't trust. I trust Trump. Because he has nothing really to gain. The man's a billionaire. He doesn't have to be president. But he saw something that he did not like. And from a businessman's point of view, he wanted to fix it. So I I get that and I respect it. So if you want to roll in a different direction, if you want to roll for Biden, which I pity you, because if you've enjoyed these past two, three years, 
excuse me, you, we have problems, but to each his own, right? I say live and let live. Sorry. So, that's the war that you're aging. And once again, it's a war of ideologies. They usually all are. Unless it's just plain hatred. And that, that happens too. I know, I know. A lot of you are thinking, why don't you eat first and drink your coffee and then do, do the segment? Yeah. It's more fun like this. Anyway, back to it. Wars are always about ideology. We hate them for this, and we dislike them for that. Blah, blah, blah. Once again, you pick a side, and you get on it. Now, if your side loses, well, I hope life treats you well. Because people can be vindictive, especially the winning side of a war. Somebody's always got to pay the price. Right? Well, what else am I eating? Mm. I have these little wafers that I have to chew on when I eat. It's called, uh, oh, it's called the Foro. It's a little brown wafer. About the size of a Nalka Seltzer. Maybe a smaller little bit. It's a little smaller. So, whenever I eat, I have to eat about three or four of these. What they do is in my gut, they absorb the phosphorus that's in the food. So it reduces my Phosphorus levels when they take my blood tests, my blood labs, my blood work. And it helps me. Otherwise, those phosphorus would get out of hand, I'd probably die. Mm hmm. That's right. Every meal, since this is my breakfast, cheers. Hmm. Also, maybe a little audience breakdown. No, no, no. I don't mean a breakdown, breakdown. I mean, tell me who you are. Are you a man or a woman? I don't care if you're straight or gay. It doesn't matter to me. And uh, where you listen to the show from? Are you in Dayton, Ohio? Are you in Seattle, Washington? Are you in Kyoto, Japan? Or maybe you're down in the trenches in the Ukraine listening to my show as the missiles whiz overhead. Or maybe you're a member of Hamas hunkered down in a bunker as the Israeli missiles fly over your head. 
let me know where you're at. I'd like to know. Mm-hmm. Mm. You heard at the beginning of the show that song, Dance, by Diane, no, 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 Diane, something of Warwick. Come to show. I don't know if you can hear the song in the distance, playing off the radio. It's uh, perfect, I think. I've been hearing these songs a lot. They pop up on my playlist on my tablet, or they just come off a radio. I don't know if the universe is trying to tell me something. Maybe. It's telling me that there's a change coming. It's a wind that's going to sweep people up and drop them somewhere else. And we'll see where that leads us. Friends and neighbors, thank you for listening. And uh, we'll go from here. See where it takes us. It's Friday, January 19th. Mm -hmm. Let's see where this leads us. Looks like I got two, maybe three pulls of coffee left. Mm, Here we go. Oh, that's good. That's not too hot. It's not too cold. And you're listening to the Chairland Chronicles. I'm not dead yet. I'm your host, Ben Hur. Stick around. We'll be right back. And we're back. You're listening to the Chairland Chronicles. I'm not dead yet. I'm your host, Ben Hur. Just you, me, and the Traveling Wilburys. And as you know, when you hear the Traveling Wilburys, we know we've reached the end of this episode. So thank you for listening. And stick around. Next week brings a whole new set of variables. And we'll see what happens, right? We're all together in this, right? Just you, me, and and the darkness outside. It's cold outside. I uh, made it through another week of very unusual coldness here in San Antonio. And let's see where it takes us, right? That wind's blowing, and it's going to take us somewhere. We'll find out and see where it goes. So we covered some stuff. We talked. I talked. You listened. And if you're still with me, thank you. And uh, we'll see each other in the week that comes. I hope, right? Fingers crossed. So, as I say to you as always, live, laugh, love. Live your life as if today is your last day on this earth because it just might be. You step outside and you get hit by a bus or a falling meteor or maybe aliens abduct you and 
put little probes up in your kazoo and do their little alien dance for you. But you got to live your life like that. And you have to laugh. Maybe as the aliens are putting that probe in your kazoo, you got to laugh about it because you might be part of a very valuable uh, universal experiment. And if humans don't cut the mustard, well, they might zap us. And I mean all of us. So you got to laugh. I'm not saying life's a joke, but it presents some pretty funny moments, especially when the aliens are putting the probe up your kazoo. And love. Who? Well, you love your enemies, you love your friends, you love your family, and you love yourself. You have to love yourself before you get anywhere, right? So, with those three things in hand, I bid you adieu for the week, and I will see you very soon. Till then, take care. Live, laugh, love. I love you all. This has been her, and I'm going to leave you with George Harrison. I can't even think of the names. My heaven and Alzheimer's moments. I'll leave you with the traveling wilburys.